welcome to our podcast and thank you for listening in on the first installation of and so it joe's uh i'm colin dayhill one of our hosts and then we have joe sarge who is our other host and uh this podcast general will be about uh the book slaughterhouse five by kurt vonnegut and we will discuss things uh throughout the book that relate to society today and draw comparisons between the two and talk about literary, literary analysis and break down the tendencies and device, literary devices that Vonnegut uses throughout this book. Uh, our episodes will be broken up into chapters of in intervals of three. So for this episode, we will be going over chapters one through three, and uh, Joe could tell you a little bit about what we'll be talking about today. Hello. Today we'll be talking about literary analysis of the first three chapters, and then we will go on to discussions of war and pop culture, such as movies, songs, books, and shows, and how they are portrayed and how this is flawed. And then we'll wrap it up with some talk about PTSD and how it compares in the novel to the real, to the real world and how big of an issue it is. All right, let's get started. For our first segment, as Joe told you, we will be talking about literary literary analysis of Slaughterhouse Five. And uh, to start it off, I'm going to talk about the mood and the way that it changes and how it might it might seem odd to the reader at first. Uh, the novel starts off with Vonnegut just telling stories about the past and it has more of like a upbeat type of mood which seems odd to readers because usually when talking about past especially the past such as like the war and being a prisoner of war people wouldn't be upbeat and they wouldn't really try to remember that but he has a, po- a more of a positive outlook on it and he tries to like he uh the mood like he uh talks about songs and sings songs at the start which uh, goes along with this upbeat mood that i'm talking about but um this begins to change near the end of chapter one he um he um contacts his friend o'hare uh as he wants to talk about and remember their time in dresden and while there his those his wife O'Hare's wife gets real upset and talks about talking about the war and this is a big mood change in the chapter as it gets more serious unlike the start where it was upbeat and with songs and quick jumpy and like a quick jumpy mood so this change where the wife talks about tells shows like that how upset the war makes her and that they were kids and they were not men and doesn't want them portrayed as men. Vonnegut starts to take it seriously. So they sit, when they sit down and talk, it's no more like upbeat, but it's like them seriously reminiscing about the times they, the times they endured and what they went through to try to help each other both remember as it was a long time, a long time before this is happening. So those the two, it's two very opposite 
moods throughout the first chapter and the change is almost instantaneous after the wife has uh loses her cool and this uh this shows um the uh it is comes on later in the next chapters and talks about how it jumps around and it's never uh the same for a while and Joe is going to talk about more how just jumping around the fact that Vanya has, especially with time. Joe? Yeah. Uh, throughout the story, we see that uh, especially chapters two and three, when talking about the story of Billy Pilgrim, it'll jump from time zones. So it'll go from his current life as an old older man living without his wife, his daughter constantly checking up on him. And all of a sudden, he'll switch to his war experiences and what happened as he was serving. These, uh, these changes, I think, help really uh, shape his character because uh, we see him as a scared little soldier throughout the war. He didn't carry a gun. He, he's more of a weaker man that really shouldn't have been in the war and as they talk about his experience of being behind enemy lines we see kind of a a soft spot to him as he keeps saying uh go without me leave me behind and i think this really shows part of billy pilgrim's character as he wasn't this brave soldier that people might assume he would be, but rather he was just a scared little boy. And then as we, as it jumps to present time, he's a, he's an older gentleman. He's, he seems lonely. Uh, He really suffers from PTSD. He mentions crying all the time and it really seems like he's not handling himself well, especially when he starts to talk about how his time he was abducted from by the aliens and no one really believes him. So I think this this really shows him as in present day as people thinking he's just a crazy old man from the war. And all this really makes him a complex character as these time jumps may confuse a lot of readers and it's meant to confuse readers and make Billy Pilgrim a more complex character in general. I think we see that as the, uh, as, a, as we read chapters two and three and yeah. As it, yeah. I like that idea that cause these time in these time jumps, he's, it shows how much he's changed and that he's two completely different characters. Uh, because as he's older, he's, more outspoken and he even though no one believes him he's going to stand by what he believes and what he says happens to him while when he jumps over to the uh, time period of when he's in the war he's more of a like leave me behind I, I can't do this like he's not very outspoken he's like kept to himself and uh, doesn't believe in himself but at this these time these time jumps while they do make it somewhat hard to follow the story they do uh, really progress Billy Pilgrim as a character um, in the novel. 
Yeah, I think we see two completely opposite sides of him. And I hope the story shows what maybe changed him as a character, which made him switch personalities like this. And uh, whether it was his continued war experiences or being abducted by the aliens, I think something changes character. And I think we're going to see that throughout the book. All right. I think it's time to move on to our uh, second segment of our podcast. (laughs) For this second segment, we're going to talk about the way that war is portrayed in uh, pop culture, such as movies, songs, made books, shows, etc. And uh, we're going to talk about how this portrayal is often flawed and not very realistic. And we'll talk about how in some cases these shows or movies, they do depict realistic feelings and uh, representations of the war and how people felt or still feel about it today. And uh, Joe, would you like to get us started? Of course. Yeah, as he said, uh, really in popcorn, Whenever we see a movie or TV show about war, we always think that, hey, this is going to be super cool and uh, really a sense of patriotism comes upon us and uh, we we go and see the movie and it's always shown as a hero film. But I think that this is actually pretty flawed. These movies are... Uh, made to show heroes and and bravery and all this miracle stuff but in actuality people are affected by the war and it's not cool at all it's it's horrible and I don't think many people like being in the war but in movies and shows it's shown as guys loving it and putting their all into the coming out with a victory in a battle. I really just think it's flawed. Yeah, um this uh I'm not this idea it it relates to a show that I've watched recently called uh Band of Brothers where it relates to the the story in that the Bernardo Hare's wife, she talks about how you I don't want you guys to be this like this is movie. I don't want you guys to be betrayed by men because you pretty much were forced into this and you were children. You were not men and this is shaped the way you guys have lived. And uh the show that comes to mind that I watched was uh it's called Band of Brothers and it talks it shows about how these peop these uh soldiers who were serving, they uh served in airborne hundred first division. And uh, talks they show it shows how how much they hated it. They hated almost every second of it, and they could not wait to get out. And this is like shows a more realistic view on how like the people real war is like people like, that's the last place people want to be. But in the story, when uh, like. Uh, Vonnegut, he like he's like wants to talk about it, and his uh, O'Hare is like 
skeptical Cole about like bringing up those open reopening those old wounds and talking about that. This is uh similar to like the show I brought up, Band of Brothers, where they have the stories about these people, the people who served. Like they have these these old old gentlemen now are still we're still alive in the making of the show, and uh, they talk about their like their experience, like they're the main characters. So it it shows how like they're they start crying and they're so upset, like no, like they hated it, they didn't want to be there. It was like hell on earth, and we it is portrayed often in our society through like songs and sh- show like movies and many TV shows is this like very patriotic thing that as Joe said before and it it does not seem right in a way it, but when you see those examples that are depicted as how people actually felt and their actual opinions toward the war it uh gives like a better outlook and it's like pretty eye-opening for to hear those different perspectives instead of hearing the same old like seeing or hearing or reading the same old things uh in pop culture today yeah and to contrast with the show band of brothers there's movies like saving private ryan and lone survivor which is a fan favorite of many war movie enthusiasts and often regarded as some of the best war movies of all time. But these movies really don't show the effects that these events had on so many young soldiers and how their lives were changed forever from in the army. And I think they're, they're made in part to create war support in current day. We want the public to support us when we send troops to Iraq and Afghanistan and showing these movies gets people into a mood where they think oh yeah war is not bad we look at what we movie and look how look how cool that was and it really doesn't show the major effect that war has not even only on our country but on the countries we go to war with. And I, I just don't think that these movies are very accurate. All right, I think that's a good place to wrap up our second segment. All righty. For our third segment, we will be discussing PTSD in the novel and in our current day in the country of in our country. Uh, and I'm going to turn it over to Colin. Yeah, we were, uh, we were on a draw, first of all, I'm going to draw the comparison of how, uh, Vonnegut in chapter one, he, uh, seems like he wants to remember and he wants to talk about these experiences he had while his, his friend that he experienced, he went through this with, uh, he seems more skeptical. Like it's a, uh, it's he doesn't know if it's the right thing to do to talk about this again. Like he more or less wants to just bury it. But finding it being his friend, he uh, agrees to do it. And that's like two different, like 
Vonnegut seems more like uh, unrealistic in that the things he experienced, most people would not want to talk about that. And uh, so, like, like his uh, friend, is that seems more of a realistic situation where, like, after all that experience, he kind of just wants to forget about it. But being the good friend he is, he wants he can help his buddy remember so he could write this book. And this today, these veterans that like uh, they are able to get treated for in a way for PTSD, and it's seen more as a sickness of the mind now. Where back then in World War Two, if you uh, experience these things, you were seen as more of a like a crazy person, and that you uh, lost your head, and they called it shell shock instead of PTSD. It wasn't a mental diagnosis like it is today, but today still the treatment for these soldiers that fought is still not the best and veterans who experience it are still not given probably the treatment and resources they need. And, and, uh, and this is especially hard considering that PTSD can affect each person differently uh, depending on what causes them to have it or like the the, the different events that affect each person like uh, what causes them to remember this and uh, yeah, it's a, a problem that many face not even just from the war but PTSD is something that could happen from any traumatic experience so um, I'm gonna turn this over to Joe. Seen the novel, a more realistic uh, picture in Billy Pilgrim, when it mentions him crying at unexpected times of the day, and he even sees a therapist about this, and stick uh, than Vonnegut actually, because. These experiences, especially in World War II, were so many young soldiers, and it's hard to recover once you get back to real life. And uh, this is seen, in, especially in our current society, these uh, soldiers come back from the war and have this severe PTSD, and it can happen in all different types of uh, cases. There's no specific form of PTSD, which makes it even more complicated. But the U.S. government really fails to provide for these soldiers with PTSD. Uh, None of them, or not nearly enough, get treatment for these, this horrible uh, mental disease and they're, they're stuck suffering and reliving their horrible experiences with the war and really never being able to adjust to a real life. And this is why you see so many veterans and former soldiers being homeless and why they make up so much of the homeless population, especially in big cities, because they're, they're never really able to adjust to real life after being in Afghanistan and 
other places for years and never seeing real world and having a real job and all that. It just really takes a toll on the, on the minds of these soldiers and they're, they're really never the same. And I think it's a huge problem in our country. Uh, until that the government acknowledges this problem and provides a lot more treatment for our veterans, then it's going to remain a huge problem for us. Yeah. Another thing I would like to bring up is uh, how like today, if you know someone has been through a traumatic experience, whether it just be like something that happened in their life or war or anything, you tend not to bring it up or ask them about it. it like hoping not to like spark emotions out of them or like, bring up something that'll make them uncomfortable or like uh, bring up that, that those bad memories. And I think it just shows how it like not even just war, but everything. It just that many people are affected by these traumatic experience. Like even like many rape victims, like have PTSD from things like that or like just like stuff like stuff like that, that causes this PTSD and, and uh, it just, it seems weird that Vonnegut was so ready and open to talk about it. And his friend being, was his friend's reaction was that one that seemed more realistic of, no, I at first didn't want to bring it up, but yeah, I think this is a good place to end our last segment. So on uh, today's podcast, we uh, went over some literary analysis of the chapters one through three, talked about war its betrayal in pop culture and how it's at times very unrealistic and not accurate whatsoever. And uh, then we talked about PTSD and how it is in the, how it, the way it is portrayed in the book relates in some ways to real life. Then we uh, talked about how that is in our own society today. And uh, uh, that is uh, about it for uh this Wednesday's podcast and uh, you could uh, hope to see us next Wednesday as long as everything goes according to plan and uh, Joe do you got anything to add? Uh, it's Monday tune in next Wednesday should be a good episode looking forward to uh, talking again love you guys peace